Well, hello and welcome to the first in a series of podcasts that we're broadcasting to accompany Aon's latest DC pension and financial well-being employee research. My name's John Foster. I'm joined today by Ben Rowe and Steve Lee. I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. So I'm Ben Rowe. I um, head up our DC consulting team here at Aon. Hi, I'm Steve Lee. I'm a DC uh, principal consultant at Aon. So I advise companies and trustee boards on running their defined contribution pension plans. I also coordinate much of our DC pensions research in the UK, so including today's uh, subject matter. Great. Thank you, guys. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about pretty much the the whole compass of the uh, research and just to make sure we get an idea about what's included and what's to follow. So we're going to talk today, pick out some high level observations. And in the subsequent podcasts in this series, what we're going to be doing is digging deeper into each of the main subject areas covered in that research, explore what this means for employers and pension schemes, and also how to address some of the challenges that that are being faced here and now in, in the current environment. So look out for those those podcasts coming your way. It's worth noting that the full research report is available to you to download via the link that appears in the text that accompanies the link that you clicked to join this podcast. So please go and help yourself to a copy of that. It's great reading. So to questions, I'm going to now put Ben and Steve on the spot. The title, Ben, Keeping on Track in Challenging Times. Can you tell us about how, uh, how it got this title? Yeah, thank you, John. So this year, we've decided to do some research on how pension scheme members or employees view their pension arrangements. So we really questioned the individuals both about their current financial situation and also about the future savings they're making towards retirement. And this includes the DC pension savings. And I guess the title really sums up the challenges that we've seen over the last year. Just to give you a feel for the scale of some of the challenges, around 40% of all the respondents have been directly impacted by employment changes in 2020. 25% were put on a period of furlough. One in six had either reduced hours and or pay. And one in 35 had been made redundant and returned to work. So a huge amount of change and uncertainty which all members have faced. And the report, while covering the findings of the survey, also contains some practical suggestions around how trustees and companies can help people either to stay on track for retirement or in some cases how they can help them to start getting on that track to retirement as well. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, and I guess with um, unemployment figures recently sort of announced at sort of 5% and with uh, potential further impacts on people who are currently in furlough, perhaps not coming back to a quite such a successful business if they do get back at all, it's going to be an ongoing concern. Sounds like a really key point to be bringing out. Steve, can you tell us a bit more about perhaps the research process itself and the breadth of its coverage? Yeah, sure, John. So we worked with YouGov to survey uh, 2,000 UK employees. Uh, And these employees were across a range of different industry sectors, uh, age groups, uh, different genders, uh, different earnings levels and and different regions of the UK, etc. So we've got a really a good breadth of coverage and we can, we can kind of get views of people in lots of different situations. The survey itself was undertaken uh, in October last year, October 2020. So this gave us a real opportunity to, to understand some of the initial impact of COVID on people's employment, as, as Ben's mentioned, but also on their sort of current financial situation. 
and how their long-term plans might start to change as well because of what's happening. Great, yeah. I think that, you know, the fact that it covers such a broad range of different types of employment and, and industry type, I think that's going to give us a really rich view in terms of the uh, the types of challenges that are, that are affecting the, the population as a whole. It's clear that some of these results are a reflection of what's been a pretty turbulent and challenging year for everyone, but what can we see as impact on the of the past year on employees' actual financial planning, Ben? Yeah, so we touched above on the statistic that 40% of those surveyed have had their employment impacted. And and I guess in terms of pension savings, 9 in 10 were expecting a shortfall in retirement of those who we surveyed. And 1 in 4 think that they may never be able to retire from work. Now, we found these results quite shocking at first, um, and, and many more people falling into these buckets than when we asked the same question a couple of years ago. At that point, only one in seven thought they may never be able to retire from work, for example. So I guess this is serious, but perhaps not unexpected, given the given everything that we've seen this year. And in some ways, when we look forwards, it might actually act as a wake-up call around the current level of pension savings, and, and this may really improve things for the future for people. Yeah, and I guess it's whether it's people genuinely getting to grips with what that likely shortfall is, or whether they're just having a they have a, a less positive outlook on things as a result of what they've been through in the last year. I guess either way, it's highlighted a, a bit of a you know a significant gap in the way in which people perceive their future financial position. Underlying that, in terms of the impact that, that it's had on people's financial plans, are there any other longer term themes emerging, Steve? And if so, what are these? Yeah. So what we've seen, John, is that over the long term, because we we do repeat sort of similar research every other year. And we've really seen an increase in the expected retirement age from people. Where we've got to now, I think around one in three people are expecting to work beyond age 70. Obviously, that's influenced by the point Ben made about the numbers who expect to never be able to retire from work. But as we see this general increase in, in when people are looking to, to retire, there are sort of implications, I think, for employers in particular around a larger proportion of the, the workforce uh, staying in work for longer. But pension schemes as well need to think about this and and how they adapt to an an older membership. We're also seeing fewer and fewer people really expecting to retire at a single point in time. So that's that's really something that we've, again, seen as a sort of trend emerging over the years. And coupled with that, I think there's a real desire now for people in flexibility to access their pension. So particularly with DC pension savings, there are smaller numbers of people looking to to take start accessing the savings in, in one hit and far more people now looking to flexibly access the savings as, as they perhaps phase from work into retirement over a longer period. And what we're seeing, particularly this time around, I think employees are recognising there's an issue there with sort of long-term saving and, and perhaps not, not being able to support themselves to retire as soon as they'd like to. But they're not really clear on what help is available or what they need to do about it. We ask people around what sort of financial well-being support their, their company provides, and only 15% of people were positive about this. A lot more people said that they didn't, didn't receive any support with their financial well-being, didn't know what support was available from their employer. But I think we know that employers are doing quite a lot in this space. So a lot of it might just be helping people join up and, and understand what support is available to help point them in the right direction. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, and it would it would seem that there's a disconnect between what employers are doing and you say what uh, what employees feel they need, and it may it may be that that's that's already in place. But I think with with employees feeling 
generally more negative as we were hearing from Ben. I think it's it's, it's really key opportunity now to try and encourage people to, to look at what's there and, and make make the most of the opportunities that are being provided for them. Just in summary, Ben, I mean, from this overall survey, what do you think are the most insightful aspects of the results as far as you're concerned? So for me, there are three key takeaways from the survey. Firstly, individuals are expecting to work for longer. So both employers and pension schemes need to adapt to this and the concept of phased retirement. Make sure that everything is fit for purpose around this, from the retirement policy and what the scheme allows, through to the investment strategy, so both the start point and the end point of any investment de-risking, for example. Secondly, individuals are starting to shout about wanting more support with retirement choices. This is a massive focus for me and, and an area that the industry needs to get to grips with. So looking forward to sharing the results of our survey from chapter five with you, which really focuses on this topical area. And the final one is really helping employees to set suitable targets around how much they need to save. We've seen from the survey that individuals want more help here in the form of simple rules of thumb. And we think that the retirement living standards can go a long way to helping with this. Great. Thanks, Ben. That's really helpful to hear those sort of three key messages coming through from the research. Looking forward to diving into more detail into each of those areas. I mean, the planned series of podcasts, as I was saying at the outset, covering each area in more detail. What can we expect, Steve? Well, John, what we've got coming up over the next five, five different areas that we're covering the, uh, the research, uh, we'll have some podcasts with some subject matter experts on each of the topics. And just to run through what we've got coming up. So the first one looks at pension strategy and long-term objectives. So this will be helping pension schemes and, and scheme sponsors sort of reconsider what they're actually trying to achieve with their pension scheme. Looking at what employees are expecting in terms of target outcomes and, and sort of this point about people not potentially saving enough. And also thinking about whether the, the structure of the pension plan people have in place is actually appropriate and is the right one to, to deliver to the objectives. The second segment is around financial well-being. It really focuses in on that wider support that companies and pension scheme trustees can offer employees. So not just looking at pensions, but also looking at helping people manage that in the context of their day-to-day -day finances and long-term planning. Thirdly, we're focusing in on DC investments. So what does the research tell us about what people are doing for themselves? Uh, how involved are people actually with their investments or not in many cases? Uh, and what can schemes do to, to support people and make the right investment choices on their behalf to, to try and get them the, the best possible pension outcomes? Fourthly, the podcast and research looks at communications and engagement. So as Ben mentioned earlier, what message that's coming through loud and clear from this research is people really want simple messaging. I think the most popular request from any sort of financial support from people's employers was people asking to be told how much they need to save to get an adequate pension. So it's really simple rules of thumb that people can follow. I think following that, people were looking for help to bring all their financial um, information into one place. So thinking about how they can put their, their pension savings into context with their other savings uh, and also sort of monthly outgoings. The final section looks at, at retirement support. So again, as, as Ben mentioned, I think there's a lot more the industry will, will need to do over the coming years to support people as they hit retirement, particularly with DC pension pots. 
as these pot sizes now grow in terms of um, overall size, but also in making up a much more significant part of, of people's uh, retirement savings. So I think you know it's important for people to look at what spectrum of support is available to help people at retirement with some potentially complex decisions around flexible access of, of retirement savings and how best to go about that. We've got quite a lot to get through over the next few few podcasts. So thank you, Steve and Ben. That's been a really good uh, investigation of the research and, and gives us a real taster for what we can expect from the future series of podcasts. I think it's a really, really timely opportunity and one that we should all take advantage of, really, in terms of making sure we're making the most of the resources we have available to us through workplace savings, but also a chance to take a step back and think about how best we address some of these really key challenges. I'll sign off then with a reminder of how you can find and download a copy of the research for yourselves by clicking on the link that is accompanying the text to this podcast. You can also please do contact us anytime via your normal Aon contact or again via the Talk To Us link on the uh, the podcast site. Thank you for listening. It's been a great pleasure and we'll sign off there. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.